Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. I'm Reek, and you're listening to 13.1. Last week was my 90-day probation. I'm officially off of probation. I'm fucking Liddy again. I'm so happy that you stayed with me. We are in, what, month... 4812 this is your fourth month of listening to me so this is pretty cool man uh you've officially been rocking with me for a quarter and i really appreciate all the listenership all the fandom uh if you're just someone that just really just likes what i got going on as far as this podcast is concerned i wholeheartedly incredibly and without a doubt appreciate you we have a whole bunch of things to get to within a half an hour period so i just need to get this advertisement out of the way this episode of the good brother experience is brought to you by the good folks at soul deep socks soul deep socks the new gold standard of luxury footwear when it comes to fashion too many people underestimate the importance of their socks your stride should tell a story when you walk this is where soul deep socks comes in i personally like the picasso and navy flamingo pieces but there are over two dozen styles to choose from in fact if you sign up for that monthly Soul Club, you'll get two fresh pairs of socks sent to your doorstep every month. To show appreciation for listening to the Good Brother Experience, all listeners get 10% off of their next order. Just use promo code TGBE at checkout. That's SoulDeepSocks.com, where unique artistry and quality socks meet. And, um,. As you can see by my vibrato, vibrato, or is it V or, or is it V or an F? Bravado? Maybe it's a B. Well, some type of auto, nigga. If you hear what the fuck I got going on as far as me fluctuating my fucking uh, singing tone, it's because I'm in a good mood. I had an incredible weekend, uh, that of which I'm about to share with you. Friday was pretty melancholy. It didn't really do too much. I did a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of shoulder lean. You understand what I'm talking about? And, um, yeah, Friday, I really uh, shut the party down only because I knew Saturday, Saturday was the event. Saturday was Jack in the Box. Uh, one of you guys hit me on Twitter and said that you was going to showcase the best Nolinga that the human eyes ever witnessed. That gentleman did not come. I was looking forward to it the, entire, the, the entirety of the party. And uh, this nigga didn't show up. So I forgot exactly who you are, but I know you listened to my show. If you're listening to this, you let me fucking down, bro. But it's all good because we're going to throw another one in the next few months. And when we throw the next one, your candy ass better be there and you better be no linger ready. Now, I'm not going to breeze past this. I'm going to go. I'm going to tell you what's going on as far as Jack in the Box is concerned. And why I've always been so goddamn fucking scared. There's two situations to where I was going to be a part of something, but I was scared of the turnout and i had to be coached through it the first time was an orgy that i participated in i want to say in 2012 when i was in college there was these two hoes uh they were on campus i'm not gonna disclose their name and uh these hoes were known around campus as the bitches that gave the pussy to everyone it just so happens that my roommate clipped one of them and uh the other one was up for grabs 
So we have two of probably the top five whores on campus at this point. And uh, the thing about me and my man Nick's fucking room is uh, we had like a whole setup. One, what we always did was we um, we went to Walmart, right? And from Harlem, he was from Harlem. So what this nigga Nick had, I guess from him having little brothers or whatever, I don't know how the fuck he got these shits, but he had like these little lamps, right? Like these small little desk lamps. He had about like three of them. So what we did was we went to Walmart and we stole colored light bulbs. And emphasis on stole because we were in college and we were broke. And although light bulbs are like $6, that $6 was very, very meaningful at that point in time. So we stole blue ones and red ones because we just felt like bitches love purple. Now I mean, blue and red makes purple. So every time uh, I had a girl in the room, he had a girl in the room, or we were entertaining women at the same time on some two-on-two shit, we always made sure we had the lamps on Deckington. This night was no different. Also in our dorm room, we had two mini fridges, and we stacked them one on top of the other. We didn't pay for either of these shits, by the way. We just got these shits both by chance, uh, just by just being popular on campus. Like, niggas, I think they graduated the year before, just blessed us with it, and we just held it down in storage upstate. And then when we came back, it was litty. Anywho, one fridge was for food, drinks, and whatever we wanted to have in the fridge as far as, like, us being mad thirsty in the middle of the night and we wanted to pour some juice real quick. The other fridge was for liquor, solely for liquor. Now, this is a dry campus. Liquor was not allowed. But fuck that shit, my nigga. Niggas is doing what needs to be done. We got to get saucy. So saucy was going down in a major way. Back to the story. We bought the purple lights on. We got my man, this nigga Nick had like some bullshit speaker, but that shit was clutch. I'm not going to hold you. And the reason why I had to be coached through this particular situation is because an orgy was on the horizon. And we're chilling with these hoes for like two hours or such, and they just wasn't giving no vibe up. I mean, we made them laugh, all the other type of shit, but at one point or another, me and niggas looking at each other from the other side of the room when they were, when the two joints were talking to each other. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So... <laughs> unbeknownst to me they left our room to go into the bathroom to have like a whole huddle because i believe when they uh went outside to go to the bathroom one another they were saying to each other yo we're about to fuck these two niggas what are we waiting for i didn't know what was going on i just saw two bitches going to the bathroom so i go to nick i'm like yo son these bitches ain't doing nothing like they're not being receptive to the vibes and this nigga was like yo bro you got to believe my nigga, we the illest niggas on campus, and these two bitches is hoes. There's no way they're walking away from us without giving us some, giving us some fucking pussy. You got to believe, brother. You gotta, I, yo, to this day, I think about him saying that shit. And every time I do something that's new, I always have in my mind, you got to believe. <laughs> believe, brother. So, uh, well, what, how did, what happened next was something that was surreal. Uh, at this point in time, I was having, like, fucking tons of sex. But this particular instance really fucked me up as far as how I viewed women and how forthcoming they can be when they're on that type of time. Because when these two bitches came back, one of the joints went to Nick's bed, and the other one stood right in front of me, looked me dead in my eye, and said, yo, are we dropping pants or what? I, I'm, I kid you not. And I was like, well, I didn't even say what well, like I didn't hear. I was like, word, nigga? You ever seen Bruce Almighty when he put his two hands in the air and then he thwarted them down and then he just got completely naked or yeah, underwear on while um his wife is in the bathtub? That was me. Just when she said that, it just looked like my clothes just melted off my body, nigga. And uh, me and my man Nick, uh, we had a rules like whenever we was manning down joints, whatever, you never look down. 
I mean, that was a fucking rule. Like, you never look down. You look at the fucking ceiling. Because when, um, whether we had to go on the opposite sides of the room or whatever have you, nigga, our fucking beef is out. He was like, nigga, you don't look down. Nigga, you look down, I'm going to fucking kill you. So we walk right by each other, looking at the ceiling, and then go back to the hoes. <laughs> the second time was our first live show when I was a part of the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Um... I was like, yo, my nigga, we're not even clicking with uh, well, listenership like that. We're like, we, we're pretty new in this shit. So you think we should do a fucking live show? And this nigga Mouse, he was like, yo, bro, you got to believe in your product, my nigga. No, we might not have the most listeners, but the listeners that we have, fuck with us, bro. We're going to pack that shit out. I believe this was at the New Yorker. No, 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 no. This was when I forgot the name of the spot, but it was a spot in Harlem. Facts. It was a spot in Harlem. And... We had all kinds of people there. And that shit really got packed out. I'm not going to hold you. But the whole, like, all these weeks here, bro, you sure we shouldn't push this shit back? I was fucking hyperventilating. And he was like, bro, you got to believe. You got to believe. Now, why did I just tell you those two stories about me having to believe? This particular party, I was like, damn, son, it's going to be cold. Uh, tickets ain't really selling like that. And my niggas is like, yo, bro, nobody's going to buy tickets until the last week. Because we've been promoting since September. And there was like one ticket a week, three tickets a week. Like, goddamn, so I'm about to be a flop. And 16 people about to come to my party. I'll be all over Twitter and the gram. I'm going to be a fucking failure. This shit is not lit. And my homies, Tehran, Claude, they was like, yo, bro, be good. You got to believe. Know what I mean? If I was to uh, title these episodes... I will title this episode Believe. But I don't know if I ever told you guys as to why I don't um title these shits. I don't title uh, these episodes because, one, I have these shits uh, broken down into segments. And secondarily, I feel like it's easier for you guys to remember the episode you left off of if I don't title them. Because whenever people approach me and they're like, yo, Reek, I love the show. Yo, that shit is so dope. Do your thing. Like, yo, have you listened? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, what episode have you listened to? Just by just simple human remembrance you're like oh 12.1 or 11.3 or 10.2 like remembering that is way easier than if i actually named them because you don't have to retain 10.2 or 10.1 but you would have to retain like a title and for those of y'all that aren't good with like titles and shit like that as far as like remembering names of movies names of songs names of albums names of tv shows but you know what you're watching or you know what you're listening to I was like, oh, I'll just make it easier for everybody. It'll be episode 10.3, and you'll always remember that shit. So, yeah. Back to me telling you about this fucking jack-in-the-box party. We sold 100 tickets. Now, to you, that doesn't seem like a lot. But that's a lot to us because the venue only holds 100 people. So, we literally did what we sought out to do, which was sell out. Now, there's one thing that I'm leaving out. We had... I, we, just, we just collected the money at the door, but at, at that point in time, I think... At the door, we sold about like 40 tickets at the door. So I can sit here with confidence to tell you that 140 people attended the Jack in the Box. Cumulatively, like, you know, people had to leave that wanted to show love that just came early, bought a ticket and left. But overall, upwards of 100, like 120 to 140, somewhere, that, somewhere within that range really came through. And I have like the equation as far as how much liquor to have. I have the equation to make sure everybody can have a whole bunch of cups without feeling like they got cheated. And we didn't run out of liquor until the last half hour of the party. And people were drinking all day. And to watch us go from literally 15 ticket sales to 100 
in a week just one shows like black behavior secondarily that's a dope case study to have where it's like black people's not with that yo my nigga i'm about to buy my shit mad in advance i'm just gonna if i can get off work that day nigga i'm gonna buy it the day before like it, if we had a bar graph to show you what tickets was looking like between september to like let's say like november 9th it was like flatline and then from the 9th to the 15th, that shit skyrocketed like something I've never seen. And it was kind of like that last time. So if you're out there and you're doing something, if you're doing a party, if you're doing a, a show because you want to showcase your musical talent, anything like that, you got to believe. Now, the dope thing about this is due to the fact that I had a popping party and nobody felt like they were slighted over paying $40, I believe I have something here. I believe I have something to bring into the culture as far as having fun. But I mean, um, we didn't have a host. Uh, we didn't have any musical performances. We didn't have any special appearances. Maybe that will happen in the future. I'm not really too sure. But what I will tell you is for it just to be straight up music the whole time, no, no otherness, no, nobody talking to you throughout the party. No, none of that shit. And I'm saying it was just stripping down music and we had a smoke area in the back and just liquor and vibes that's all we had it was all of us in that same room and everybody was have fun having fun people was coming to me like yo i haven't danced like that in years we're bringing dubbing back jack in the box is bringing dubbing back ask anybody you know what i'm saying everybody fucking have fun in that shit and i'm just so happy that i'm a part of it me june teron claude that's the four brothers the four good brothers that you see me promote on ig if you don't follow me on ig it's the og black man uh, if you if this is your first time listening to me, because maybe a friend told you about my show, I'm the OG black man. The fucking shit was spectacular. I mean, and I have absolutely no regrets about the party. The way we promoted it was fine. The, our ticket sales was fine. I let people in for the early bird price if I fucked with y'all. And trust me, I got y'all covered. There's going to be a point in time to where if you know me, you're not going to have to pay for a ticket. But niggas got to get this money right now. You know what I mean? And... It's funny, all of my friends supported the cause. Know what I'm saying? Like, all of them. All of them paid. All of them used their hard-earned money and fucked with me. Know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy when you think about it because a whole bunch of people, not just one, not three, not five, a lot of people came to me and was like, yo, bro, I don't even party like that. I don't come to New York. I live in Jersey. I do this. I do that. My nigga, the only reason why I'm here is because I fuck with you and I support you. Which is a testament to one thing. Things work out in your favor when you're not a bitch-ass nigga. Stop. If if you're a bitch-ass nigga or if you're someone who's snooty or if you're spicy, as the kids say, niggas is not going to want to fuck with you. And I'm naturally this way. Like, I naturally just have, like, this thing about myself to where I just fuck with everybody who fucks with me. And I feel as though the same way a shark is in the water and can detect blood in the same way a woman can detect when she can... uh get over on a nigga and have him spend all the funds don't worry about that that's the Tory lane said i'm gonna talk about that shit in 13.2 but um but yeah overall the same way you can detect certain things from certain people i really and truly believe that niggas can detect in me that i'm not a bitch ass nigga now we're at the 15 minute mark i'm gonna drink some water hopefully you have your water as well did you think i was gonna forget because i was fucking excited to talk about my party hell nah hold on i'm about to drink some goddamn water fuck out of here oh man big parched vibes so yeah if you have any um 
if you want to see what what the party looked like literally go on twitter instagram the ogblackman.com click my link tree you're gonna see recap pictures and shit like that and see how lit it is i'm not lying to you i ain't capping with you yeah you know i mean ain't no cap on here you understand may i ain't fronting to you and um yeah something that i'm that i'm building or not me i'm sorry something that we are building organically and i believe the best things are the things that are planted and not the things that are manufactured so after that uh my man skrills and my man kami had an after party i went to that had fun at that and it's just the people that was at my party i directed a whole bunch of people to kami and skrills event because that's what i believe that you're supposed to do i believe that you're supposed to look out for your brethren and if you know something that's going on after the shit you're supposed to support that shit you know what I mean? And um, one more thing. Special shout out to Tasha Talks A Lot. Uh, she brought something to my attention that a whole bunch of people have, have been asking her uh, and her friends. She has she grows in a group of four and they feel as though they shouldn't pay for parties. And I agree because what I will say is as the party's going on, it's them four that's having fun amongst themselves. It's them four that's dubbing with niggas. It's them four that's promoting the hell out of it. It's them four that's just doing what gotta be done. And they're bringing a type of energy that needs to be... I feel, I feel as though this energy needs to be at every single party. The same type of energy that Julius brings, Funny Julius, is the same type of energy that Tasha Talks A Lot brings. So if you're someone that's throwing parties, make sure you don't charge Tasha Talks A Lot. Now, after the after party, what I did as a smart man is I fell asleep in my car because I was drinking all throughout the day I was drinking all throughout the evening and if I drove back to Long Island I would have died so I did the smart thing I drove I drove and then I felt myself dozing off I'm like hmm I don't think I want to doze off right now because I think I'll die and crash my car maybe I should pull over so I went over to a service ramp went to sleep for literally three hours I believe when I went to sleep it was two in the morning when I woke up, it was like 4.30, so yeah, yeah, two and a half hours or so. Woke my ass up, my, the car heat in my car was blazing, I was sweating like a pig. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm wide awake, it's time to go home! It's time to fucking go home. And I made it to my bed sweet and sound, and Sunday, the Lover's Quarrel live event was definitely a success. They gave me a little bit of a little bit know what I mean uh, I definitely appreciate TJ I definitely appreciate Danny it's the lowest quarrel podcast it's a married couple that's literally my favorite married couple fuck Cliff Huxtable fuck Claire Huxtable those are fictitious characters if you want to know what it's really like to be married listen to the lovers quarrel podcast know what I mean that's the type of shit that's the type of content I'm subscribing up for because as a young nigga that's out here on some pirate shit I'm not attaching nobody and just to listen to two people that have been together for 15 years and they're only like 30 so they've been together for like half of their life and for them to have one beautiful daughter by the name of tatum and for them that have their union so they're so confident in their union to where they chronicle their union via podcast i believe is something that everybody should listen to i'm not really familiar with a whole bunch of married people podcasts but i believe theirs is pretty dope because you can hear the love as they're speaking to one another and you can see that they're both used to one another and Afterwards, I got some food, right? And I was speaking to someone. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say someone. Mandy from Horrible Decisions. If you listen to Horrible Decisions, um, then you know who Mandy is. Mandy is someone that I'm actually growing a friendship with. 
You know what I'm saying? We have each other's numbers. And whenever we see each other, it's not like industry jargon like, yo, what's up? Yo, how's the podcast? Yo, what's up? How about you? What's happening with you? I didn't even think I was going to see it. But when I saw her, I'm speaking with her. And like that's like someone that's really, really genuine. She told me how much money she made like this month and how much views that she's getting only because and I mean I was talking like I'm trying to get like you and then she was told me she had to talk to her financial advisor and all that type of shit and when you speak into her and when we was all sitting down there was like a whole bunch of pot it was like a podcaster's table at, at one point in time when we was eating food and she was uh the more the most successful she has the show with the most views but she was the person that was the most down to earth now as i said in previous podcasts being humble is dead that humble shit is out the window we're not gonna fucking be humble out here but being modest and being approachable and having humility about yourself is definitely something that i'm with and the only reason why i'm bringing this particular portion of my sunday up is because she asked me about my show and i said like yeah yo i really don't trust having co-hosts i really don't trust this is not whatever so i'm relegated to do it by myself right so tahoe uh, in his attempt to try to fucking, I guess, try to embarrass me or to be jokey. Who the fuck knows? But it was funny either way. He's like, wait, what'd you say? He like cut the whole conversation off because because he's a jerk. And um, I use relegate incorrectly. So that goes to show you that do not use words that you're not really familiar with the definition of. I thought relegate mean meant like I, in an isolated sense, like you have to do something. But that's not what rele- relegate means. What relegate means is cosign or dismiss to an inferior rank or position. And uh, I definitely could have spun it if I was on it like that. But I wasn't. I thought relegate was something that it really wasn't. Uh, they was talking about I should have used delegate. But no, delegate isn't the right word. But just make sure when you use words, you know the name of it. Because Tahoe, the ghost of Tahoe is going to come out of nowhere. Uh, Tahoe, t- Tahoe underscore TV. And he's going to challenge you on it. Now, when you listen to Tahoe, you don't think that he's as smart as what he is. And uh, he's terribly dressed. But he is an eager beaver. And secondarily, he's one of the more intelligent men that I've ever met. And that showed me that, yo, just don't be going off at the mouth with just words that you think you know the definition of. If you're not confident of the word that you're going to use, you're going to get outed. Now, with me, I don't really feel embarrassed like that because I never feel embarrassed. Like, what the fuck is niggas going to do? Niggas going to fight me? Yeah, I used the wrong word. So fucking what? But um, I don't, you know what? That's another tactic. Before I go on. Uh, with some other shit I wanted to talk about, I just wanted to tell you guys one thing. If you're in a position to where things are about to be made awkward for you, or if you feel as though you're about to be on a, um, hold on, what the fuck is somebody tweeting me? Oh shit, niggas being fucking stupid. Anyway, if you're in a position to where, um, niggas is chopping you down and you feel like you have no comebacks to the shit that niggas is saying or if you feel as though that somebody just beat you in an argument or you feel as though that somebody has you closed into a corner just admit to what the fuck happened and just watch this shit just um fizzle away now what do i mean if i was i was dead wrong with what do i use uh relegate right now if i was on it and i was beasting to be right and all that type of shit i would have been arguing till the sun is down all that type of shit and niggas would have been laughing at me well like oh word i use relegate wrong that's the definition oh my bad i should have used the wrong word and then that was it you'd be surprised how much steam you can give off yourself if you just be like yeah my fault i was wrong and just leave it at that you don't got nothing to prove to nobody. Know what I mean? Doesn't mean that you're wrong, and you're gonna see like the tension just dial down. Niggas gonna laugh, and then niggas gonna continue because that's exactly what happened. And I do that shit with everything, like this broke boy shit, right? That's going along like wildfire. 
I'm like, yeah, I don't got her right now. That's just what it is. That's why I don't have a girlfriend. I can't support nobody. All I can do is support myself. Word. You'd be surprised. Niggas like, all right, word. And then they'll treat you accordingly as a nigga that's living your truth. But when you try to pretend like you're something that you're not, or when you try to pretend that you're smarter than what you actually are, that's when it's lit for you. Or when people like, all right, when them joints packed me up uh, a few months back that I told y'all about, right? They packed me up. I'm like, oh, shit, you know what? Y'all got it. I ain't doing this shit. I'm going home. And I left. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. When you're in a losing bout, just take the loss. You cannot win every battle. Please take that shit from me. That's something that I'm going to take with me to the very end. Uh, last but not least, uh, before I get to the shout outs, right? Because the shout outs are incredibly important to me because those are the people that are looking forward to, for me to say their name on my show. I wanted to talk to you guys about something real quick. I'm probably going to go a little bit past 30 minutes before i get to 13.2 but um have you guys ever watched that 70s show uh if you didn't uh it's a it's a show with let me see it's fez hyde jackie donna red kelso eric there's a whole bunch of people it's basically a group of high school buddies um that chill in Eric's basement and it's um Kitty and Red that's Eric's parents and the shit is just chronicling just their day-to-day life I mean I know the plot doesn't seem that dope but just seeing how they interact with one another is something that I really was uh was gravitating was gravitating towards as I was growing up because it just showed like friendship in a way that I really haven't seen and the reason why I'm bringing up that 70s show is because there was a character in there by the name of Hyde. Hyde was the person that dealt with the most trife. He was the person that dealt with the most problems. And he wore shades every single episode. And I really couldn't get in. I really could never understand. Like, why is this nigga wearing shades in the basement? Why is he wearing shades when he's at work? Why is he wearing shades when he's in class? And I'm starting to feel him because I'm starting to feel that same way. As of right now. I'm not really comfortable with myself. Now, I know I say I'm a sex symbol and whatever have you, but I believe you are where I believe that you exude where you are in life. So I have a certain level of confidence because I know I can speak well. I know I have a certain level of attractiveness. I know I'm of a certain height. I know I'm a certain build. I know I'm strong to a certain point. I know if somebody tries to run down on me, you can't like fuck me up. I mean, even if I lose the fight, I still have enough strength. I still have enough knowledge about fighting to where I can determine how injured I'm going to get in said fight. You feel me? And that's where my confidence comes from. I know that I'm smart. I know I can break things down. I know I have pretty good situational analysis. But as far as where I want to be, I'm not where I want to be. And that's where my confidence starts to lessen. Uh, I don't have my own spot. I'm not making this a certain amount of money that I would like to make. I'm not able to provide for someone the same way I would like to provide for someone. And because of that, uh, I deal with women with a certain level of trepidation because I know for a fact there's only but certain things that I can do. Now, I mean, if a woman, I'm about to be 30 in February, and if you was to approach me like, yo, let's go chill at your crib after we go on a date, I really can't do that because I don't be having people in my aunt's crib like that. And the fact that as a grown man that's about to approach and embark on a new decade, the fact that I don't have my own living situation really bothers me. Now, that coupled with the fact that I don't have like a regular job really has me done out here. You know what I'm saying? 
And the reason why I brought up that 70s show, because I don't want you to think I'm just bringing up shit for no reason. I believe that the, the, the person that people see when they look into my eyes is not the person that I feel like I am. So I want to, I guess, in a sense, hide behind some lenses. So you're not really looking at me. You can't really see into my soul. You can't really see how dark my eyes are. You can't see how jaded I currently feel. Because I'm nowhere near where I would like to be. And that shit really bothers me in ways that I'm trying to articulate just so you guys can feel me if you feel the same way. Uh, there's a lot of you that have your own spot. There's a lot of you that found the love of your life. There's a lot of you that have found careers. And I've done none of the above. I haven't found my career. I haven't found something that can make me money besides, I guess, this party and this podcast. I haven't found the love of my life. I, I don't have my own bearings as far as me me being able to leave and just be on my couch and go to, go to my bathroom and sleep on my bed and get food out of my fridge and cook in my kitchen you know what i'm saying just certain things like that just comes with adulthood now i understand what everybody says when you're speaking to people like yo i wish i never moved out i wish i stayed with i mean i do pay rent in my haunts crib let's not get shit twisted and even with not working i still find ways to make money so i can sustain but that's all i'm doing i'm, I'm sustaining i'm not leveling up you know what I mean? And I'm not going to lie to you. When I'm on social media and I'm looking at all these women just talk about broke niggas. Them talking about, like, niggas buying them things. I just feel like the women are lost and fuck them. But just saying, like, yo, a man's supposed to provide. A man's supposed to have his own. At least you need to match me in things that I have. I'm like, damn, son. I, I'm, not, I'm really not there yet. And I really don't have, like, a mapped out blueprint on how I can get there. Now it's not like I want to be. It's not like I went to college for TV journalism, and I'm aspiring to be a a, a radio personality. And I interned at Power 105, and slowly but surely I know if I just work in the mailroom, if I'm there for a certain amount of time, then I can one day be on the mic and be a personality and live out my dream. Or it's not like I went to college for being an accountant. So I know that if I just get this master's degree and I pass these two tests or whatever have you, I forgot the name of the test. Shout out to Caramel Features, aka Janelle, because she's uh, someone that's close to me that's also an accountant as well. But yeah, it's not like I have like this streamlined career path to where if I just stay the course, I can get this bread. I don't work for the state. I don't work for sanitation. I don't work for the train station. I'm not a mailman. I don't have a UPS job. I'm not doing anything with just a whole bunch of odd jobs until something clicks. But the something clicks portion is this portion that really bothers me. And I'm just like, damn, until, until I get my shit together. Like, you know when niggas going through stress and they let their hair grow out? Because for whatever reason, the phys your physical appearance doesn't really mean much until your dreams come true. I feel that way as far as niggas looking me in my eye. If I can, f I'm gonna look for some, for some shades, uh, like some shaded lenses to where I can wear them shits in, in inside, outside, whatever. They're probably gonna be blue, and I'm gonna wear them shits every day because I'm just not really confident as to where I'm at and who I am, and. I'm saying and I'm being so transparent with you guys because I know there's a lot of you that feel the way that I feel. Even if you're in a position to where you have your own spot. In some facet of your life, there's something that you want to upgrade, but you just have that obstacle and it's looking insurmountable. And like the idea of just saying fuck it and just working 60 hours a week and having a daytime job and probably working overnight or probably 
working part-time after working my full-time job so if I was to work maybe 7 to 3 30 and then I work for like a 5 to 11 shift and that's just my life throughout the week I just work from literally 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. for weeks and weeks and weeks that's just might have to be my life man but I'm staying strong I'm trying to stay focused I'm trying to stay the course but with me there's no actual course to be taken like I'm on the path of I'm 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 on the path that's less traveled to so to speak. You know what I mean? Like I'm I know I'm good at this podcasting shit. I know I can probably do voiceover work, but how do I get shit clicking? How can I get this party bigger? How can I get this podcast bigger? How can I not use the word relegate and get embarrassed by it? What are these things that I can do? You feel me? But um when I do things like I have people give me monologues for their live shows. And people tell me how great I am. And people people see in me something that I don't see in myself. And it's kind of like the whole rap shit. Where having a stylist and having an appearance and looking bigger than what you are is all about being an entertainer. You have to look the part. So this is why you finance cars. I'm sorry, this is why you... Is it financing cars? No, no, no. This is why you lease cars. And this is why you rent jewelry. And this is why people give you clothes so you can give that shit right back as soon as you wear it and this is why you're around people that have way more money than you but you have the same clothes on as they do so you look as rich as they do because people need to believe you're more popular than what they are because someone told me i was on the phone with them someone that's very close to me i'm gonna shout him out right now his name is jay omega he's a part of the officially street podcast he told me like yo if they didn't listen to your show and they just saw your instagram as to they just see what you're doing as opposed to listening to what you're doing. Everybody will think that you have it together. They see you're a podcaster. They see that you're getting all these likes. They see you have like a decent amount of people that follow you. They see that you have a car. They see uh, that you're funny, that you're witty. You have like the sense of humor about shit. No one would ever think that there's something going on with you. And with me, it's like my nigga, niggas ain't financially where they need to be at the age that I'm at. Niggas, and I know I've said this shit in previous episodes, so I'm starting to sound repetitious, but this shit is constantly bothering me. And the thing about me doing this show by myself is if I have a thought in my head, I'm not bouncing shit off of nobody. Like, I have, to, I have to tell you what's on my mind because that's the whole basis of me doing this segment in the first place. So you know where I'm at in my life. So, yeah, man, just shit is just, um, shit just ain't right right now, yo. I can't hold you. And I'm working tirelessly to make sure that. I can look back on these early episodes and tell you guys uh, I went from being fucked up to being triumphant. And I did it on my terms. That's something that is going to make me proud. I saw my mom last week and I didn't have a cut. I was in bum ass sweat gear. And after hanging out for a while, I gave her a hug, gave her a kiss. Like, yo, I might get out of here. She's like, I right, just let you know, little brown boy. She calls me her little brown boy. She's like, yo, I'm proud of you. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at my appearance. And I'm thinking about where I'm at in my life. And I'm like what is there to be proud of what have i actually done this pod this very podcast that you're listening to right now does not command 2000 views an episode know what i mean so in the grand scheme of things i don't even really exist know what i mean and that's going to change i'm going to make sure that shit changes that's why i'm being so transparent with y'all so y'all can hear a nigga that came from the bottom not the proverbial bottom not me coming from the bottom but i'm trying to make it seem like i'm more popular than what i am nah you guys that have been sticking with me you guys are going to see me fucking glow up in front of these niggas man because i ain't going out like that so um 
yeah, I just wanted to share that shit with y'all. I know that shit wasn't funny, but um, but word. I mean, I'm gonna get to these shout outs, and I'm gonna do this uh this next segment. I want to shout out to Mahiasin, uh, at M A H I A S I N N. She turned her ankle when she was at my party. Much love to her. I know she's icing her shit. Uh, she looked beautiful as always, and I want to thank her for her radiant energy that she always has every time I see her, and her foursome. I, Shannon writes. Uh, someone that really listens to my show and supported me in a major way and I really believe once you get black women on your side that you're unstoppable this is what keeps me going in the first place because the black women are fucking with me that's why I can ride on white people with reckless abandon because if white people don't fuck me alright cool black people got my side and I really take that shit to heart secondarily we have young Goldie he has a show of his own it's a student union, student union radio uh, he's one-fourth of the Student Union Radio. Please make sure that you give him a look. We have uh, Cherry. I'm Cherry Poppins. Cherry P. Pussy Poppin' on the podcast charts. She's a part of the TOS podcast, the Officially Street podcast. And she's so bubbly. And the dope thing about her portion of the show is she chronicles being a single woman in Philadelphia. <laughs> And for the women out there that are also having battles with being single and you're just waiting for the right guy just to sweep you off your feet. I really believe that you would fuck with Cherry's portion of what she delivers as far as the show is concerned. And the last for that, leastly, we're going to have my nigga just being Roach. It's my nigga Roach from uh, Cobble Skill, somebody I used to hoop with. And he's Riley Freeman from the Boondocks. That nigga had every single move imaginable. This nigga had the ball on a string when we was hooping and could not shoot for shit he's one of them niggas that you let that nigga do a 20 piece combo I'm like i do all that shit just shoot the ball and you will see like the confidence just go fucking south so yeah that's um that's 13.1 thank you so much for listening to me thank you for listening to the whole shit not just the first 15 minutes and cutting it off and make sure you drink some water if you didn't drink water at the 15 minute mark make sure you drink some water now and with that being said peace and blessings past the dressing and I'll see you on 13.2.